Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, we know now that a female staff member of Barack Obama has been revealed to be the second person with Chef Tafari Campbell when he drowned while paddleboarding in Edgartown's Great Pond near the former president's Martha's Vineyards estate last month. Now, the woman who was claimed she was with Campbell on a separate board desperately tried to reach Campbell after he fell in the water but was forced to return to the shore to call for help. Sources told the outlet that it was a Secret Service agent who then called emergency services, although we don't know that. We're just getting that from sources. Now, the witnesses spoke with investigators on shore. According to the investigators, they were lucid and clear and showed no signs of intoxication. Interesting. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, So the call came in at 7.46 p.m. with emergency services responding to a report that a 45-year-old Obama employee had fallen off his board into the water briefly struggled to stay afloat and then went under huh okay so then uh they couldn't find him and they searched all night with divers boats ground searches to see if he'd climbed aboard somewhere around the pond i mean we just we don't know i mean it was it was a pond he was paddleboarding we know he can swim and it's like eight feet of water on this pond and, and I'm sorry the man drowned, and I'm sorry for the wife and the kids. It's got to be tough. I No question. Horrible. But I guess they looked all night, couldn't find him. So then the Massachusetts Environmental Police came and deployed side scan sonar. <laughs> okay, so we're in a pond. The guy fell off the paddleboard. We can't find him. And now we're bringing in side scan sonar. I wonder if that had anything to do with it being on the president, former president's property. Oh, no, never mind. I don't know what I was thinking. So they finally found him 100 feet from shore in eight feet of water. That's the death of Tafari Campbell, the ex-chef, well, now former chef of the Obamas and Martha's Vineyard. He was the chef at uh, the White House. They loved him so much. He was so much part of the family. They brought him with them when they left the White House. And so, I mean, I I don't know. It's a strange story. Uh, you couldn't hold him up with a paddle. The lady couldn't hold him up with a paddle. He was in the muck of the, po- of the pond. If you're a swimmer, aren't you trying to survive? Uh, I mean, unless, of course, <laughs> uh, they don't mention it in the story, but it's possible maybe he was, you know, tied to that 500-pound piece of concrete. Had a difficult time coming up from that eight feet of water with that piece of concrete tied around his feet. Uh, that'd be difficult for anyone, good swimmer or non-swimmer. Uh, that'd be tough for anyone. But uh, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't say that in the story. I'm just guessing. That's what made it so difficult to come up from eight feet of water oh really weird but you know what it's i i believe it all i believe it all welcome welcome to chewing the fat so an atlanta mom 
I guess she identifies as a female, said that she enjoys being pregnant so much that she's leasing out her womb for $40,000. I just want you to know that I love being pregnant so much that I'm renting out my womb, my personal womb, the chewing the fat, Jeff Fisher personal womb for $40,000. You can have it uh, for 40000 It's yours for nine months. Okay. It's all yours for nine months. So Yesenia, Y-E-S-S-E-N-I-A, Latori, 26, has delivered three babies so far, two of which were her own and one as a surrogate. So she's only made like 40 grand. Uh, the two, she's going to pay for the other two that's hers. Uh, she was hoping to grow her family when she's ready, but now she's renting out her womb to help others who can't get pregnant. She's a helper. I'm planning to be a surrogate again very soon. I can't wait to do this again. I, you know, good for her. Uh, that's a good gig. And if you can't have a child, you know, and, uh, you know, you really want one, you know, give uh, Yesenia a call and let her, or me, because uh, I'm renting out my womb as well. You probably have a better chance to having a kid going with her, but I'm still up for it. <laughs> uh, hundreds of women have reached out for advice on how to become a surrogate and over a hundred families have reached out in the hopes that she can make their dreams of starting a family come true. That's what she needs to do is start the, uh, Latori womb service company, uh, Yasina Inc. And just rent out wombs. I'll, I'll put you in touch with the right womb, uh, for the, you know, for your baby. And, uh, that will cost you, uh, well, I get a I get a finder's fee of uh, five thousand dollars, and then you can pay them uh, thirty five thousand dollars. And if you want me to be the the womb, that's forty grand up front. That's a good idea. Couldn't I just tell them myself? Yeah, they wouldn't know where to look. You need me. You need Yasina Inc. Right? Yasinania. Yasinania. I know that's wrong. I know that's not how she pronounces her name. Y-E-S, just yes. Yes, Inc. Yes, Inc. is her name. That's a find a, hi, I'm yes. Do you need a baby? We have a womb. Yes, Inc. So good luck. Good luck to, yes. We're breaking in some cash. 40 grand, 40 grand a baby. Ooh, man, you're starting by, by, by about six months, you're thinking, all right, I'm gonna get this kid out of here. Get another kid in me. Got to find a way to have the six-month pregnancies instead of the nine-month pregnancies, because that's only that's forty grand a year, really. I mean, really, it's only forty grand a year, right? Now, she could take it up front, I guess, have some extra cash, but for nine months. And now I'm thinking that forty grand isn't enough. I'm thinking uh, maybe Yes Inc. needs to up it a little bit. We've upped our game now. Up yours, Yes Inc. We're the womb for you. I like it. All right, let's continue on up the East Coast and go to New York, shall we? Uh, if you're in New York or planning on visiting New York, uh, remember that when you order takeout, be sure to specify you want forks, spoons, and whatever condiments you need for your meal because it is now against the law for restaurants just to give you 
uh, utensils and condiment packets and napkins and extra containers because uh, you can't do it. Uh, that's from the Department of Sanitation. Oh, okay. And delivery and courier services may not provide these items unless they are requested by the customer. <laughs> so we're going to have the napkin police uh, showing up. That's an awesome gig right there, man. Uh, skip the stuff law, which was signed into law uh, from Mayor Eric Adams, uh, saying that this is going to uh, take care of a $40 billion of plastic utensils that are discarded in the U.S. every day. Well, the U.S. and New York City are two different things. So I'd like to see what the actual plastic utensils discarded cost in New York is. But, okay, so you've convoluted the U.S. and the New York and NYC. I got you. And they want to, you know, reduce the amount of unnecessary plastic and other items that food establishments give to customers. I hate that. When food establishments try to give me stuff, I hate it. No. I didn't ask for it, okay? I don't want your extra packet of ketchup. Especially if it's not Heinz. But I don't want your extra packet of mustard, okay? So, and they go back to the U.S. again. In the U.S., over 100 million plastic utensils are used daily. And some analysts estimate, some analysts estimate Americans waste $40 billion a year. Uh, Okay. So that's, again, that's not New York. Everyone should just do their part, Jeff. All right. So I'm just telling you, uh, and I will say in the story that uh, I'm reading from the New York Post, the ketchup packets that they show are Heinz. So good. Because they usually, you know, a lot of those restaurants in New York, not that I've ever ordered from them, uh, give you the boozy generic packets of ketchup. And it's, that's why you have to keep the bottle of ketchup in your work refrigerator at all times for your takeout. And uh, so, you know, save these. I'm saving the earth by having my own plastic bottle of Heinz at work. Now, Boston, let's head up on Boston, okay? News, news out of Boston. The uh, Boston mayor has now uh, put in a new racial and economic justice leadership in her mayorship. She, I'm guessing she goes by she, Michelle Wu, announced that uh, she's banning fossil fuels. They're banning go- fossil fuels. Gone. Uh, in city-owned buildings. In new city-owned buildings. Yeah, I guess she's not knocking down all the old buildings. Uh, she's teaming up with the city's director of the Green New Deal. The executive order. Oh, it isn't even a law. It's just an executive order from the mayor. Uh, we will eliminate the use of fossil fuels in new construction and major renovations of city buildings. Oh, okay. The goal is accelerating climate action by requiring that all new municipal buildings and major renovations operate without fossil fuels. Huh. They're going to reduce emissions from Boston's building sector while creating high-quality jobs, improving public health and quality of life, and advancing racial and economic justice. Man, that's going to do a lot by banning fossil fuels, isn't it? (laughs) So all new buildings in the city must be planned, designed, and constructed using non-combustion for cooking, 
stoves and ovens, uh, and hot water apparatuses. What is... We are doomed. Uh, They claim that recent weather means there isn't much time to make quick political changes. I know. This extreme heat and storms and flooding that remind us of a closing window to take climate action does it. So the benefits of embracing fossil fuel-free infrastructure in our city hold no boundary across industries and communities, and Boston will continue using every possible tool to build the green, clean, healthy, and prosperous future of our city and what it deserves. So you in Boston, uh, have fun living in your uh, non-fossil fuel buildings. I would say it's going to be a tent, but no. Uh, That's modern petrotechnology. Uh, so you can't use live in a tent. I would say cardboard. Nope, that's modern technology too. Uh, so what are you? Gonna, I guess you're just uh, using. Uh, you're going to build a tree fort out of trees and limbs, right? And so you're just going to live under that. That will look great, and you will feel so darn comfortable. Oh man, there is nothing, nothing like waking up to the smell of pine and then pulling the pine needles out of your ass. I just I can't. I can't. No, seriously, I can't. Stop looking at me. I can't. Let's go to the break room, all right? I need something cold to drink desperately. (laughs) And no one won the Mega Millions. So we've got a new drawing on uh, the 4th of August. Two days from now, if you're listening live, today is the 2nd of August. Uh, 2023 so the new drawing there was no winner for the 1.05 a billion dollar jackpot so on the uh, fourth 1.25 billion dollar jackpot for the 625.3 million dollar cash payout let's pause for a second and think how happy you're going to be when i win that for me <sighs> okay and then, uh, of course, you have the Powerball, which is tonight, by the way. And, I mean, it's still, it was the same as yesterday. $95 million and $48.1 million. Now, if you're the Mega Millions, you spit on the Powerball. But for $48.1 million cash payout, I mean, you're going to get a new car. Well, you're getting a new car. And uh, you're good. I see where they came out with the, they showed off the new Range Rover. Because I see that uh, the, uh, I think it might have been yesterday. Yeah, August 1st, 1951. Uh, the 72nd birthday of the legendary Toyota Land Cruiser. The legend, the legendary Toyota Land Cruiser. So last night they introduced the new 2024 Toyota Land Cruiser. I didn't call it a Land Cruiser. What did I call it? Oh, yeah, Range Rover. Yeah, same thing. And no, it's not, Jeff. Yeah, same thing. So I guess there's, you know, according to all the lovers, I mean, there's something about getting behind the wheel of a Land Cruiser that is just great. It's iconic. Okay. It is. It's been in all kinds of movies and all kinds of shows, and it's wonderful. I, I saw the video of the new Land Cruiser, and uh, man, woof. It is awesome. Just just beautiful. So if you if you want to go ahead and get out there and take a look at the old new Toyota Land Cruiser, you go right ahead. 
you know who needs you know who needs a new Land Cruiser is Lizzo. Maybe you need a Land Cruiser without a roof, really. But I see Lizzo's production company, Big Girls, Big Tour, and Girls is G R R R L S. Uh, is accused of not acting with regard to complaints made by the dancers about treatment and harassment. They're also accused of perpetuating a toxic work environment. Lizzo? Stop it. No way. In the suit filed in Los Angeles Superior Court uh, in July, back in July, way back in July, uh, plaintiffs uh, Crystal Williams, Ariana Davis, and Noel Rodriguez claim they were victims of sexual, racial, and religious harassment, assault, false imprisonment, and disability discrimination in addition to other allegations. <laughs> uh, I mean, innocent, uh, innocent before guilty. Okay, so Lizzo and her big girls to her big production company are not guilty. They've only been accused of this, okay? So Big Girls Touring, Inc., along with Shirlene Quigley, who is Lizzo's dance team captain and judge on her Amazon series, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. I have not seen any of the Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. I apologize. I'm sorry. On behalf of all the Chewing the Fat listeners, I apologize. I will watch at least one episode in the coming days so that I have one under my belt. Uh, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls are named as defendants, okay? And though all the allegations don't pertain to each of them, they break them up. So the BGBT management treated the black members of the dance team differently than other members. The BGBT's management team consisted almost entirely of white Europeans (laughs) who often accused the black members of the dance team of being lazy, unprofessional, and having bad attitudes. Not only do these words ring familiar as tropes used to disparage and discourage black women from advocating for themselves, but the same accusations were not levied against dancers who are not black. Okay. Now you think Lizzo would be sticking up and saying, Hey, what are you doing? What's going on? That can't happen here. Uh, well, uh, Lizzo, the dancers claim strongly preferred the dance cast, not take other jobs between tours. So they wouldn't get paid, but I don't want you working for anybody else. Okay. You're my dancers. So they worked out a deal where the dancers would get 50% of their weekly tour rate. That's great. But when that happened, now the dancers say that they were berated because of that and treated like crap because they were on the payroll all the time. Okay. Shirlene Quigley, the dance team captain, is accused of berating and much more. (laughs) Oh, man, it sounds like fun at the big girls, big troop tour, fun Lizzo party touring the world with Lizzo because she looks like she's a really nice person no really she looks like she's you want to hang out with her uh seriously no she doesn't they found they sound like a fun group of people to be around (laughs) now the plaintiffs are requesting a jury trial 
So we'll see if they work out a deal or not. Who knows? I mean, they're talking about uh, berating dancers who were engaged in premarital sex. What? Isn't that what Lizzo uh, also acted sex a- acting out sex acts and making sexually explicit comments? Uh, they kept tabs on the virginity of these girls. Sing- okay, so I mean, this, this, this these people are just bad people. If true, if true, I would say if Lizzo posts for a job opening on LinkedIn, just scroll past it. And they were also talking about how Lizzo was uh, fat shaming people. Lizzo was, I'm sorry, they didn't say fat shaming. They said weight shaming people. So she knows she needs, you know, the dancers to be, I don't know, less fat than her. Uh, you know, they're pretty thick dancers anyway, but they're Lizzo's dancers, so they need to be in some sort of shape so that you look at the dancers and go, well, they're not bad when you see Lizzo. I mean, that <laughs> if you were to walk into a bar and there were five women there, one of them was Lizzo, the other four were her dancers. Now you go, oh, there's Lizzo, she's the star. Yeah, let me talk to these girls. And that's just the way it would be. Anyway. I can't get over the whole Lizzo thing. I mean, it just sounds like such a whole terrible environment to be involved in. Um, follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR, or X. I'm sorry, I apologize. I didn't mean to dead name Twitter. Uh, follow me on X, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can always order a Cameo from me, at JeffyJFR on Cameo. Cameo is my pimp, so you just, you know, whatever you just order. Want me to be happy, glad, bad, sad, mean? Want me to uh, break up with someone? Want me to uh, quit your job for you? Whatever, I'll do it. I talked about it yesterday. I still can't get over it. I have not done that. I have not told someone I want a divorce. I've not told someone I want to break up. And I've not told someone that uh, I'm quitting. But apparently people are doing that on Cameo. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? When the pimp tells you what to do, that's what you do. So, at JeffyJFR on uh, on Twitter. Did you see where Taco Bell was hit with a proposed class action lawsuit claiming the chain advertised its Mexican pizzas and crunch wraps as having more than double the fillings they actually do? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying uh their pictures uh pictures are look look at the pictures of these hamburgers we see on tv they don't look like that when they come to me through the drive-through window so apparently this guy was not happy that the mexican pizza he paid five dollars and 49 cents for at a taco bell in new york city last september appeared to contain only half as much beef and bean filling as the photo in the chain's advertising i knew it that's exactly what it is so the fo- we're so we have to be the photos i mean even the chinese restaurants have the fake the fake photos of their dishes up on the wall behind the counter you know you that's not what it's going to be like they're just telling you that's the dish come on now come on so this proposed class action is now proposed i'm going to do a class action unless you settle with me and give me money so a According to this, uh, Taco Bell, according to this man, Frank Siragusa, 
uh, that he has accused Taco Bell of deceiving consumers by falsely advertising that the Mexican pizza, the veggie Mexican pizza, the Crunch Wrap Supreme, the Grande Crunch Wrap, and the Vegan Crunch Wrap is containing at least double their actual content. No, what they contain is their content. Frank, I don't know if you know that. What's in them, that's their content. Okay. Now, it might look different than the photo, but what's in them is the content. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The photos. Here's the thing. The photos showed food bursting with beef, cheese, and bright red and green vegetables. Juxtaposed with the actual photos of smaller, less vibrant food that other customers posted online. <laughs> Okay, we are doomed. If if you, I mean, Taco Bell, I want in on the class action because I'm pissed now too. I'm pissed now too. Their food doesn't look like the pictures. We have to class action Wendy's. We've got a class action McDonald's. We've got a class action uh, Steak and Shake, although there's not very many of those left. We've got a class action Burger King. I want them all. We class action them all. Every Chinese restaurant in America we need a class action. If you've got the the generic Chinese dinner plates menu up on the back wall, yeah, that's part of the class action. That's a lie. All right, your food doesn't look like that. So uh, if you expect uh, your food to look like the commercial, well, I don't know. Here's a, And later in the story, they talk about this where uh, – the, oh, his attorneys already have cases against McDonald's and Wendy's. Thank you. Why is my name not on these lawsuits? Oh, my gosh. We are so... These companies shouldn't be telling us false pictures. Okay? So when I go to Taco Bell and I order a taco, I expect it to look just like the taco that I get. Do you? Do you really? Do you expect that? Because if you do, you need to get over yourself because it's not going to happen, okay? All right? I just, we're in a very strange situation. But if I'm part of the lawsuit, though, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Those bastards. So a recent study from Cedars-Sinai Hospital shows the number of heart attack deaths during the first two years of the COVID pandemic was 30% higher than predicted. Uh, Dr. Celine Gounder, editor-at-large for public health at Kaiser Health News and a CBS News medical contributor, uh, was uh, part of a discussion that talked about how the deaths the heart attack deaths were 30% higher than predicted. Now, don't go thinking that you know what caused that. Okay, don't do that. Don't look at me like that. Don't put your finger up to your face like that because it's not that. All right? It didn't have anything to do with that. They're just The only thing that had to do with, with that is that it was in the timeline of when it was going on. Okay? <laughs> wow, you people, man. Henrietta Lacks, you ever heard her name before? Well, yesterday, her family 
settled a lawsuit for the use of her bodily tissue without her consent or knowledge, all right? In 1951, Lax, a black woman in Maryland, was treated for cervical cancer at Johns Hopkins Hospital, where doctors took cells from her tumor without her knowledge, famously dubbed the HeLa cells. Her tissue allowed for numerous breakthroughs in modern medicine, including vaccines for polio and COVID. Her family did not know the tissue given to researchers until decades later and was never compensated. All right. So they sued the biotech company that used her cells. And now her estate reached a settlement on what would have been Lack's 103rd birthday. Now, they didn't release what the settlement was. I'm sure that they're both happy with the settlement. Uh, the biotechnology giant Thermo Fisher Scientific said that, uh, hey, look, Lax, who was 31-year-old black woman undergoing surgery for cervical cancer, uh, of course, it was then it was the then segregated hospital. Yeah, okay, we got it. It was 1951. So according to this, they have since been used, her cells, have since been used in over 75,000 studies. Wow. So Lax and her family didn't even know until the 70s. Now, they reached an agreement in 2013 with the National Institutes of Health that gave them a little bit of control over how lax genome is used but did not grant the right to potential earnings from future research so now they've worked a deal with thermo fisher i'm sure they're sitting pretty and deservedly so in fact it should be the thermo fisher lax scientific company i mean that's just incredible that i mean but i'm happy that henrietta lax was on this planet and I'm happy that doctors realized, hey, we're going to use your stuff to solve some things. But, I mean, they should have told her. Uh, Henrietta, uh, we're going to take a sample from you. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're just going to cut a big chunk out of you. <laughs> uh, and we're going to walk it down the hall and use it, okay? Okay, good. Thank you. Here's five bucks. That's all I would have taken. But, no, we had to fool them. So, now it's, I'm sure that the settlement is, what, probably more than five bucks. I don't know if the Chinese labs in California are using a tissue from Henrietta or not. I don't know. Uh, but I know that uh, we're, the one California lab, they said, was uh, filled with nearly 1,000 illegally bioengineered mice. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Uh, the company that court documents describe as having empty offices or addresses in China and could not be verified prestige biotech uh so they're working to analyze the spread of covid and see if test kits were accurate okay so the officials euthanized the mice in july the questions about the company remain who really operates it what exactly were they trying to achieve and whether there are other labs out there like it i think we all know the answer to every one of those questions <laughs> uh wow no kidding. Uh, who do you think really operates it? Uh, I don't know. What exactly was it trying to achieve? I don't know. And uh, were there any other labs out there like it? I don't know. 
I mean, holy cow, we are, we are doomed. So the reason that they found this place is because there was a hose connected to the building that wasn't supposed to be there. A <laughs> secret lab in Fresno. <laughs> okay, so I guess they're officials. I don't know. The hose police in California came out and they went, hey, you know, I don't think that hose is supposed to be there. <laughs> Man, we got to... It's not supposed to be hooked up to that building. Well, correct. And it was part of the uh, den used to test hundreds of mice and other substances with at least 20 disease agents, including HIV, herpes, E. coli, malaria. And apparently they were also working to try to make COVID more transmissible. So all because of a... I don't think that hose is supposed to be there. That's how we find it. Man. Of course there's not another one in the country. Of course there's not. Don't be silly. And I don't know about that lab, but of course we have the other labs that are opening up the uh, the roundworm. You know, the female roundworm that was 46,000 years old in suspended animation deep in the Siberian permafrost. Yeah, we went ahead and brought that back to life. Um, uh, how about no? Uh, the uh, Philip Schieffer, group leader at the Institute for Zoology at the University of Cologne and one of the authors of the study, such work may reveal more about how, at a molecular level, animals can adapt as habitats shift because of soaring global temperatures and changing weather patterns. We need to know how species adapted to the extreme. No, well, they, how they adapted, they froze. It froze. They froze. We don't need to bring them back to life. Okay? We don't I don't want them back to life. Sorry. Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. So, by sequencing the genome of this Rip Van Winkle roundworm, they've revealed a new species of nematode, which is described in the study published Thursday in the Journal of PLOS Genetics, and I mean, I do not miss my copies of PLOS Genetics. Uh, nematodes today are among the most ubiquitous organisms on Earth inhabiting the soil, the water, and the ocean floor. The vast majority of nematode species have not been described. The ancient Siberian worm could be a species that has since gone extinct, but we need to bring it back to life anyway. So let's just bring it back to life. That's all. But hey, don't you hook up a hose to the building that doesn't belong there. You hear me? If you haven't heard, a federal grand jury in D.C. indicted Donald Trump again. Or at least Donald Trump was indicted again. Maybe not in D.C. Uh, but they are indicting him for conspiracy to fraud, witness tampering, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights of citizens. So that's great. That's great. Now the judge in the case is an Obama appointee, and she will oversee this latest uh, indictment. 
She also uh, spent uh, time at the same law firm where Hunter Biden was employed. And uh, she also has sent uh, multiple January 6th defendants uh, to jail. So, yay! Speaking of Hunter Biden, uh, they are laying the groundwork now. I mean, it's all going to be on him. They are throwing. Dad is not going to take the fall for any of it. It's going to be Hunter taking the fall. And I love you, Hunter. And you're my son. You're probably the smartest guy I know. But gosh darn it. Uh, You just have to keep your mouth shut, go to prison, and shut up. Okay? And everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. But uh, just, you know, as I told you over and over again, okay, you're not Bo. So just take the fall. And he did. Uh, He and Joe Biden, our president, uh, he did finally acknowledge Navy as his grandchild, uh, seventh grandchild. Uh, amazing. Uh, we found out, though, that you know they came out last week and they issued a statement at the end of last week saying, I don't know, something, blah, 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 and they admitted that he had the seventh grandchild. Well, on Wednesday of last week, he recorded a podcast where he said he had seven grandchildren. So they knew the podcast wasn't released until this week. So they knew that it was going to be coming out because I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe they couldn't say edit that out. They couldn't say, hey, podcaster who has already bent the knee to interview Joe Biden, maybe you take that out. But no. And so it was time to acknowledge that Navy exists. That's all you're going to get. Okay, you're not going to get anything else. Hunter's given your mommy a bunch of money. He even gave her some artwork that's going to be worth untold fortunes. And uh, so you just zip it down there in Arkansas or Alabama or wherever the hell you're at, okay? Huh. Tiger Woods is joining the PGA Tours board. So the tour commissioner, Jay Monahan, who I guess he's still the commissioner after that whole live thing. I don't know. I know that he, after it first went down, Monahan was like, <coughs> I'm sick. I can't be around right now. So, uh, you know, he needed some way to win back players. And I guess he did it as if Tiger is going to be part of the board. I mean, if you're Tiger, why not? Right. You are the PGA. Hello. Or you're certainly a big part of it. And so he's going to be on the board of directors. He's going to serve in this article. He's going to serve as the voice for disgruntled players. Is he? Is he? Is that what Tiger's there for? Okay. All right. According to Monahan, he has my confidence moving forward with these changes. Oh, okay woods gave his endorsement to monahan man they got live is just you're gonna have to move on pga is gonna have to move on it's the live thing and we're just gonna have to move on from that really incredible really incredible so i see where and also another great big sports story okay so tiger is going to be on the pga tours board right so i mean that's a pretty big deal i see where the super bowl nickelodeon and cbs just announced that they're going to have a separate Nickelodeon broadcast of the Super Bowl like they do on Thanksgiving. You know, you'll get the slime test on the Super Bowl. Wow. So it's a kid's 
and family-centric surprise-filled special presentation of Super Bowl LVIII. Eye-popping on-field graphics, guest reporters, and they're going to have to step up their game because that Thanksgiving game, everybody likes the, the slimes and stuff, but the announcers, uh, no, ooh, ee, yeah. I guess maybe they're Nickelodeon stars, but they were not. I was going back and forth. I was checking it out. Okay. So we'll see. That's pretty incredible, though, that the NFL is going to give up their the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. And they're going to let it be broadcast on a separate network at the same time on, on television? Okay. All right. Maybe it's going to be just, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, telecast will be distributed internationally, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, on a delayed basis. Ah. Additional details on the Nickelodeon Super Bowl telecast, including programming, production, and announcers, will be revealed later. So you may get it here in the U.S. live, but you're not getting it anywhere else live. And I'll be damned if you're going to, you may end up going over to the game. I mean, you're going to be behind, or maybe they try to catch up. I don't know how they do that, because they can't. If they're going to do it, they, there's no way they can do a separate broadcast like that in uh year one of our new long-term deal with the nfl we continue to maximize our expanded distribution rights and further unlock the value of the league through the demonstrated power of our multi-platform portfolio across cbs paramount plus and nickelodeon that sounds good doesn't it that sounds like corporate bs thanks bob backish president and ceo of paramount you know uh we continue to maximize our expanded distribution rights and further unlock the value of the league through the demonstrated power of our multi-platform portfolio across cbs paramount plus and nickelodeon Ugh. and this really isn't a joke of the day but it just is a uh, i don't know mind-boggling thing of the day so yesterday i forgot to uh congratulate or remember the anniversary of the launch of mtv uh yesterday the launch of mtv in 1981 the launch of mtv now i don't personally remember the launch of mtv <laughs> Yeah, I loved MTV. It was so cool at the time. It was just this cutting-edge stuff, man. And their first-ever video, obviously, Video Killed the Radio Star. And uh, they, there's, uh, you know, there's, they, had, they had facts of what was, what's happened uh, over the years for MTV. And, oh, 25 things you didn't know about MTV. And so it was really cool. Well, the one thing that I saw was they were talking about how the launch of MTV was closer to Pearl Harbor than we are to the launch of MTV today. That's just sad. That's just sad. Makes me want to leave you with a joke. Nah, let's just be sad.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.